worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, beginning at verse 25. One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. The man wanted to justify his action, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of the man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits, Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. Verses 25 to 37, Luke chapter 10. Thank you, Father, for saving us. Thank you for making us brand new. Thank you, Father, for loving us with an everlasting love. You loved us so much you came into the world. You lived, you died on the cross to pay for our sins. And three days later, you rose up from the dead. You made a way for us to be saved, for us to be adopted into your family. Thank you for loving us with that kind of love. And Lord, thank you, Lord, for how that also you've called us and empowered us to live a life of compassion ourselves, a life of love, mercy, and compassion. Empower us, Lord, to recognize, Lord, that this is the lifestyle you call all of us to live every day, one of mercy, love, compassion, and kindness. Help us to know, Lord, that that's how we walk with you and that's how we imitate you. Thank you for being that kind of Heavenly Father. With every passing day, more and more help us as the church to be the church of love, mercy, and compassion. You've called us to be individually and collectively. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Isaac Jackson is our producer. Isaac is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Hey, Father, thank you so much for these moments. Thank you so much for all you've done for us. Thank you, Father, for you being the Good Samaritan and showing us mercy first. 
And Father, I ask for your strength, for your Holy Spirit's guidance, that you would uh, teach us more and more about how to love our neighbor and that uh, you'd grow us each day to, to loving ourselves as well. Uh, Father, thank you so much for family and the family of the body, like of the church. And um, thank you so much for the support that we can give each other. I ask that you'd grow us in that too. In your holy name, amen. 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 Thank you, Isaac. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. I uh, would like to mention that November is National Adoption Awareness Month. And as it turns out, uh, also the month of May is recognized as a National Foster Care Month. And we're very blessed and honored to have with us in studio today uh, a family that has been down both roads and are involved in the wonderful ministry of both foster parenting and that of adoption as well. Pastor and Mrs. Dustin Long, the, they serve Cherry Creek Missionary Baptist, excuse me, Cherry Creek Baptist Church uh, near Pontotoc, Mississippi. Good to have you all with us today. It's good to be here. Glad to be here. All right. Honored to have you all with us today. And I'm going to ask if you all, if you would take a moment to further introduce yourselves as well as someone listening might think, well, I want to come visit Cherry Creek Baptist Church. Tell them how they can come do that as well. All right. Well, first off, you're welcome to come visit Cherry Creek Baptist Church. We'd love to have you. Uh, we have been there since 2019, June of 2019. <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, and the Lord's doing a great work there. Things are going well. Uh, we are in the right outside the city of uh, or the town of Ekru, uh, 275 Supertown Road. Y'all come see us. We uh, have two services right now, 830 and 11, with uh, Sunday school sandwiched in between those. And so things are going well. All right. All right. Well, again, um, again, Pastor Mrs. Dustin Long, we're honored to have you with us. And uh, again, we're want to ask you to just further introduce yourselves as a family and then get right into however you wish to dive into it. We want to hear about your journey as foster parents and adoptive parents as well. Both those areas of ministry, obviously closely tied together very often, but two distinct areas of ministry as well, though. But huge areas of need in our culture today. There's so many children in foster care as well as so many children that are waiting to be adopted, that are longing to have a forever family. So great areas of ministry that the church needs to prayerfully listen to God about the whole idea of getting so much more involved in it. So I'm going to ask if you all would just take time to further introduce yourselves and then dive into your story however you feel led to do so. Sure. Uh, my name is Dustin Long and my wife. I'm Tasha Long. And um, we, we've been in, in ministry since 1998 and... Um, we, we have a, have one biological daughter. Uh, her name is Caden. She's 17 years old, and she is a, just a great, great girl. And we've always wanted a lot of kids. And um, the Lord just didn't, didn't bless us with our own kids. And uh, a, lot of our, a lot of our life was filled with other people's kids. I've spent 21 years in student ministry uh, around the state. And um, had some great ministry uh, experiences, getting to know children, helping helping them through issues and things like that. We were serving in Webster County at First Baptist Church in Matheston, and our former pastor um, introduced us first to foster care. And uh, it was something we didn't really know a whole lot about. 
um, but but it kind of piqued an interest in us, and so we started exploring. Well, let me jump in here for just yes, a minute. Um, now, was that pastor, was he involved with foster care himself? Then? Right. Yes, he sir. Okay. Yes, sir. As a matter of fact, they had just gotten licensed to, to uh, be a foster family. Okay. So, Would you take a moment to define what it means to foster? Because, again, most people may very well know, but there might be some who are wondering this specific term. Of what, is, what does it mean to be a foster family? Sure. Uh, sometimes... Uh, there, there's a family who has a crisis come up, whether it's uh, self-inflicted or another crisis that may happen where there are children involved that need to be removed from the home for a period of time. Sometimes that's long, a long period of time. Sometimes it's just a short period of time. But the goal of foster care is reunification of the family. And so you go into it understanding that you are a temporary placement mm-hmm. for and temporary care of children. Kind of a temporary family That's right. for that. That's right. Children. Offer stability uh, to a, an unstable situation. Uh, offer care to a, to a child or children that don't have it in the home because of the crisis. Um and, and so you're just, you understand as a foster family that you are opening up yourself to whatever baggage the child or children may bring into the to the home um, for their time with you there, but you're going to do your best with the help of the Lord to work through those issues and give them a stable environment to live in, even if it's just for a few months. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to ask Pastor Dustin, would you take a moment now specifically to pray for listeners to have ears to hear whatever the Holy Spirit may say? Because there are those listeners who um, the Lord is probably very much calling them to be prayer warriors and intercessors to pray for the ministry of foster parenting and for foster parents, for foster children. Then there are those out there that God may very well be calling them to become foster parents as well. And maybe other people that feel impressed to the Lord in some capacity to get involved as well. So would you pray for believers to have ears to hear whatever the Lord wants to say to them through the broadcast? Today? Sure. Let's Father, we thank you for the privilege of being able to uh, speak to you again this morning. Father, I know that there are people who are listening to this broadcast right now who have hearts for children and room in their homes to open up their homes to uh, children in need. Father, give them the courage that and the boldness that, that they uh, need to respond with a yes to your prompting on their life. Father, um, there may be some here who... who can't, uh, for one reason or another, be a foster family, but Father, uh, they can help in some way. Lord, guide their heart, point their heart in the direction where they would find their place to serve the orphan in their time of need, just like you say we ought to, um, but find their place to, to serve the orphan, to help the orphan in their time of need, whatever that may look like. Give them, give them ears to hear your your voice, and to discern what you are saying and uh, the, the courage that it takes to follow through. Lord, we, we know that you will. Um, you'll do that. We pray that we would respond accordingly. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tasha, I want to ask you this, too. Um, uh, was 
as you all chose to get involved with, as you uh, just chose to follow the Lord in getting involved with the ministry of foster parenting, what were some of the biggest challenges you'd say you faced as the mom and the wife in this situation? I, um, I'm trying to think. I had difficulties trying to, um, comfort some of the children that we had at first. Um, they had some sleepless nights, um, a lot of issues with, um, just missing their mom and trying to fill in those gaps as well, Mm -hmm. um, and trying to offer them comfort, um, Mm -hmm. On, during the nighttime is mainly when we had issues. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Pastor Dustin, before you jump in, I want to say this too. See, in just the few moments of what you shared, you said a, a lifetime of issues because the reality is with any child, and, you know, this, obviously it's multiplied for a child, but you have adults that feel like, Sometimes they feel like they're homeless or feel like they're out of place. But just multiply, just think how multiplied it is when you have a small child who's used to being with a parent, maybe a mom and a dad or maybe just a mom, and all of a sudden, without their understanding why, they're no longer with their parent. And they're in the home of a stranger who, however loving and kind they are, they're strangers. They're it's not mom and daddy. It's mm-hmm. not mom and daddy. Uh, we, we experienced that with some of our foster children, um, Came from issue uh, from a home that was just had lots of issues, parental issues, and um, because the child had lived in in this particular home with these particular issues for so long, they didn't know life without them, without mm-hmm. the issues, and so they didn't adjust well to a more stable environment. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was a it was you know where we thought hey. We're going to offer them this love that they may not have ever had. Mm. They, it did not come from mom and daddy. Right, right. We were not mom and daddy. We're coming up on a break, and we'll, we can pick up right there. Our in-studio guests today are Pastor Mrs. Dust, Dustin and Tasha Long as they share about their ministry of foster parenting and adoption. We'll be right back. Music of Casting Crowns with Love Moved 
first. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our in-studio guests today are uh, Pastor Dustin and Sister Tasha Long, and they're involved. They're a pastoral couple, pastor of Cherry Creek Baptist Church near Pontotoc, Mississippi, but also they're involved in the wonderful ministry of foster parenting and the ministry of adoption as well. And so I'm going to ask uh, Dustin if you'll just kind of pick up where you left off there. Yeah, so um, several times uh, some of the kids that we have, have been able to foster, whether it's been for an extended period of time or just a short period of time, mm-hmm. um, a, a lot of these kids bring with them this desire to stay in their home. They, they don't realize that the home that they're living in is not stable. And so when they come into a, a new environment— it's new, and we are not mama and daddy, mm-hmm. um, and so it, it brings with it some challenges. That um, you know, if you're if you're interested in in foster care, um, one of the things that that we have discovered that has been so helpful is um, is that no, there are no uh, two cases that are exactly alike, mm-hmm. and. Um, and and what the issues that you're running into as ch- as children come into your home, most every most every uh, foster family that we've talked to has issues. Uh, the children have issues when they come in. So we like we thought we were doing something wrong. You know, mm-hmm. why won't these kids respond to us? And mm-hmm. we're loving them. And and we we've got a uh, there's a foster care support group in Pontotoc County that has just been the best thing. That the Lord um, sent us to, I, we would have gotten out of foster care, if truth be told, uh, <laughs> several times, if not for the for the foster care support group that makes it Green Valley Baptist Church there in Pontotoc, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> and the work that they do and the support that they give. But um, you get in a setting like that, and you realize it's it's not you. You are very limited in what you can do, um, but it's not. It's the issues are there because the kids have been brought up in a home that has these issues, mm-hmm. and we as Christians have been called to love them, mess and all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then try to try to guide their life as best as we can, steer them away from the mess, and understand that there's something better. Mm-hmm. And um, we we've been able to do that a time or two in um, in our foster care uh, journey, and. Uh, it's been good. We've seen mm. God do some amazing things. Amazing That's things. good. That's good. Uh, Tasha, anything you wanted to add to what Pastor Dustin just shared? I think um, another thing that is we had some issues with was also discipline, and you're very limited with what how you can discipline, and so finding those avenues of what you could do and what you couldn't do. Um, but like he said, the foster care support group has has been a huge blessing to us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still have um, contact with several, uh, one of the families that we fostered. Um, they Those girls have gone back to their father, and we still have contact with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk to them every now and then. And um, we have t- even though they touched our lives, we touched their lives as well, and we still have contact, which is something that, I take as a huge blessing mm-hmm. that the um, parents were very grateful because sometimes the parents are not very grateful of the situation. They believe that them coming into custody was um, wrong 
um, that they shouldn't have been taken away from them. But this family was very grateful mm-hmm. for us um, taking care of their children in the time that they weren't able to. Right. Well, you know, I'm going to ask you all to kind of share further about this matter, too, in that because, again, I think as you talk about a topic like this, it helps open up some of the challenges and the issues that you deal with on the journey. But, for example, often children will come out of a home where one or both parents are uh, are drug abusers or maybe the family's homeless or sometimes they may have a mental crisis of some sort. But any of a number of so many different scenarios may be situations from which a child comes. And I think of this, and I'm going to ask if each of you would respond to this, for example. Sometimes you may run into someone who says, well, you know, I've thought about fostering a child, but I think it would be too hard to have them for a time and then let them go. How would you respond to somebody saying that? For some of those kids, it is tough to let go. For some of them, it's not so tough. <laughs> I'm just picking. I'm just picking. Uh, you know, that, that is something that we, that we wrestled with. Right. Um, and I remember like the first, the first set of sisters that we got um, were Thanksgiving, the night before Thanksgiving of 2022. 2020. 2020. I'm sorry, 2020. And, uh, man, we were so excited and um and what and we kept them for several months and they mm-hmm. went they went back to a to a, a, a family uh part of their family it wasn't their mom or their dad it was a um an aunt maybe a grandmother Grandparents. and uh but but that's the goal of foster care again is reunification reunite them to their family that's right mm-hmm. and so um but the the we they 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 gave us a two week notice that they were going back and for two weeks we were just in shambles. Mm-hmm. We were just I mean distraught. We had invested in these girls for this many months and um and when they left, I, we just prayed, Lord, sustain us because mm-hmm. we don't we've never we've never given had to give up a child, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we felt like these these girls were being ripped away from us and um, but the Lord is good. And he mm-hmm. sustained us, mm-hmm. and uh, we we knew that when the when the children went back into the family situation that they went into, it was a better situation than it was what they, what they came out of, mm-hmm. and um, and they needed to be with family. And so mm-hmm. the Lord just reminded us the reason why we got into foster care was not to take somebody's kids, mm-hmm. but to be a temporary placement, and with the goal of reunification. You know, Pastor Dustin, I want to ask, would you pray for the church to recognize this? Because what you just shared, I can imagine, is a a super hard situation to deal with. Yet the fact is, God God desires that we as as his people have a heart big enough to say, I'm willing to love them, even if it's temporarily, to help them through a tough situation. And the fact is, for somebody to say, oh, that's just too hard, I couldn't do it. But it's important to understand, it's not about us. That's right. It's about loving children that are going through a difficult situation. Right. Would you pray for the sure. church in that regard? Can I, can I say something yes. real quick? please do. Before he prays, um, it was the philo- well, what we came away, our kind of motto in the beginning was either love some kids for a temporary time and let them go or not get to love kids at all. Mm. And so that was kind of our theme in the beginning that we were able to, bring children into our home and love them, even if it was for a short period of time, and let them go or not get to love any at all and show Christ through that. So, mm-hmm. 
And that is, that's such an important thing to remember. It's not about us. It's about loving God's precious children. And that, again, praise God for people like yourself who are willing to take that call on because sometimes people just, in their, to be quite honest, in their selfishness, oh, I could never do that to myself. It hurt my heart too bad. Well, who's going to help them? That's right. Who would help them? Would you pray, Pastor? Yeah, that's right. Lord, uh, once again, we thank you for the heart that you've given Tasha and I, a heart of compassion for helping children. Um, we, we know that children are precious to you. Jesus. And uh, we, we, we pray, God, that, um, that we, we understand how precious they are, even uh, they should be to us. Father, um, as, as listeners right now, are, some of them may be wrestling with, um, can I do this? No, I can't. Yes, I can. And and they're trying to to figure out um, everything. Lord, I, I pray that you would uh, steady their heart and give them an understanding of what foster care is truly about. It is about loving kids. It may be temporarily, maybe um, maybe for a short while. But Father, we have an opportunity to to be the light of Christ in children's lives, even if it's for a few weeks, few months, or a few years. Father, you have given us an opportunity to um, make an impact in lives that we may not otherwise ever come across. And so, Lord, help us to keep that focus as we minister in your name. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, different question. Um, How has this journey been, uh, and I'm asking you all to share as dad and mom, for Caden? Uh, because obviously she's been a part of the journey too, though. Uh, ha- has has it been a kind of a tough road for her? Would you say? When we first um, started talking about doing it, I wanted to wait till she was older, where she understood that it wasn't that we felt there was an, a a need for more children, mm-hmm. and we wanted her to understand that. But um, we waited until she was older, and now we talked to her about it we sat down and said okay how do you feel about this and she's like well i i think i can handle smaller children because they're not in my space because they Mm. would share the same bathroom and things and so um she has been amazing it's it's been amazing to see the lord working in her as well because when she was little she did not want any siblings and so um now she has gotten to experience it and if you asked her, she would not. She would say that she didn't realize what she was going to be missing if she didn't have siblings. So she has been a huge trooper, and she is uh, the all of the children that we've had in our home has absolutely adored her. We we told um, each other we we decided as a family that either we're going to do this as a family mm-hmm. or we're not going to do it at all. Lord didn't call me to foster and Tasha not to. And he didn't call us to foster and Caden not to. Mm-hmm. So we're either going to do this as a family. We're not going to do it at all. And uh, and so Caden was on board with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she has been a, a superhero. And uh, she she has done it's, – it's been amazing to watch her work. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still a teenager. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while – she will look at her brothers and say, I'm going to my room. Uh, and and I get that. I get that. I, I don't think she's changed a dirty diaper mm-hmm. um, in the whole uh, 18 months that we've had the boys now. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has, I mean, she has picked them up from daycare. She has loved on them. She has mm-hmm. tended to them when we couldn't or had other things to do. Uh, she has been such a trooper. She has 
um, just really bought in and understands the the necessity of mm. foster care and how how you bring those kids in and love on them, uh, even if it is temporarily. Mm. That's neat. That's neat. Uh, and, you know, interesting, too, that like, um, and of course, uh, in the truest sense of the word, you all are missionaries. And by virtue of the fact that she's your daughter, she sort of uh, kind of has to become a missionary with you. But at the same time, it's great that she's come along and become a, an important trooper that's been a part of the work. So praise God for that. So we, we certainly praise the Lord for that because she she didn't she didn't have to. You know, right. she could have rejected it. And mm-hmm. which if she would have rejected it outright, we would have decided that the Lord is not calling us down that road. We we were very clear. It was very clear to us the Lord was calling it. And affirmation of that was Caden being on board with it. Mm. And, you know, I can imagine initially probably, she probably thought that she was used to being kind of the, the queen for dad and mom. And, uh, or, she's or still the prince, queen. The princess. She's still and the so queen. She's still. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd lose her star position. But, again, the fact that she's taken it on with you all is a great thing to consider as well. Um. Uh, we're coming up on a break in just a few moments. But on the other side of the break, Pastor Dustin, I want to ask if you'll pray for the church to have a to really pursue having much more of a heart for this. And, you know, I think this to be true with any issue, obviously, like in a given, for example, in a given local church, uh, like I've, I've heard of a church in another part of the state of Mississippi that has had like 25, I think, adoptions. Well, it's in part a result of the fact that this is a big issue in the pastor's heart, and he's presented that to the church congregation. And so they've ended up, I think, with, uh, I think they said like 25 adoptive families within that congregation. You know, it's one of those issues that, again, many times when you preach and teach about it and you encourage people and you model it, people will catch the vision, you know, too. So on the other side, I'm going to ask if you'll pray for uh, the church to to seek to listen to God about the possibility of becoming foster parents and or adoptive parents too. So so I'm going to ask if you all talk a little bit more about the adoption side on the other okay. side of the break as well. Father, thank you, Lord, for Pastor Dustin and Tasha, and thank you for the work you've called them to as foster parents and adoptive parents. And thank you for so many others, Lord, believers who've decided to to, to embark upon this journey as they followed you and followed your Holy Spirit in being willing to love children in this very special and unique way. Father, flood the church with your spirit of compassion, grace, and mercy, and more and more help us as the church to have ears to hear, to have ears to listen about what you're calling us to individually and collectively in getting involved with the work of foster parenting and adoption as well. And help us to recognize, Lord, that it's about listening to you and obeying you, and it's not about us. It's about loving people and loving them and seeing them as the precious individuals you made them to be. More and more, help us as the church to love like you love. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our in-studio guests today are Pastor and Mrs. Uh, Dustin and Tasha Long. We'll be right back. Watch them disappear in your presence. 
Amanda Lindsay Cook with Steel. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our in-studio guests today are Pastor and Mrs. Dustin and Tasha Long, uh, the pastoral team of Cherokee Baptist Church near Pontotoc, Mississippi. And uh, they're sharing about their uh, journey in the ministry of foster parenting and adoption. Uh Pastor Dustin, I'm going to ask if you'll take a moment now specifically to pray for the church to to really be prayerful about seeking God's heart in getting more involved with the work of foster parenting and adoption as well. Father, when we, um, when we come to you, we pray, God, that you would work in our hearts in a way that only you can. Father, when we respond uh, with a yes uh, on this issue, when we say yes to adoption, um, when we say yes to foster care, I, I truly believe, Lord, that we are being more like you because, Father, you have adopted us as sons and daughters of the King. We have been adopted by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I, I truly believe that the church has an opportunity to display to the world um, what what you're like and uh, what adoption looks like. Uh, and so, Lord, I pray that those that are listening who are struggling with whether they can, whether they can't, whether they should, whether they shouldn't, that, Father, they, above all, they would listen for your voice and be obedient to what you're telling them to do with an opportunity to, to not only love children in, in, a, in a real and tangible way, but also to display your love for the world um, and the opportunities that you have by grace through faith in Christ alone. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, if, uh, additional question I wanted to ask. Uh, down through the time that you all have become foster parents, how many, how many children have you all uh, had to come through your, through your home? The boys that we have now are number eight and nine that we've had in the, since November of 20, okay, 2020. So three years. Yeah. In three years, you've had eight, eight uh, two, nine yeah, children. Right. 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 Oh, okay. Then. So, okay. So you've had quite a few in a short period of time. We have. We have. <clears throat> there, the need is tremendously uh, large, uh, especially in, especially in North Mississippi. Just to be mm-hmm. honest with you, um, Pontotoc County has uh, one of the larger, or it did at one time. I'm not exactly sure now, but had one of the larger um, needs for foster parents. Mm-hmm. And uh, followed closely behind Lee County, 
mm-hmm. and then Union County behind that, and then it kind of you know uh, beyond that kind of kind of dwindled off a little bit. But Pontotoc County had a great need, um, and mm-hmm. so when there's a great need and there's um, there's a shortage of foster care homes, licensed homes, mm-hmm. uh, then then once reunification happens, it doesn't take long for your phone to ring again for mm-hmm. another child or another set of siblings or whatever the case may be. So mm-hmm. it, it, it it happened fairly quickly. Okay. And and so when they call you again, you just either say yes or no this time each time. Then that's right. Um, and, and there were there were t- uh, a couple of times where we we were in a in a situation where we had to say no. Right. Uh, maybe, maybe the the child had a need that that we weren't adequately prepared to to meet, mm-hmm. uh, and we didn't think it was in the child's best interest, honestly, to mm-hmm. to bring them into our home um, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. um, you know. You you can say no mm-hmm. uh, as the as the as the workers call you, um, but your heart's desire is to say yes to every one of them. Right. Sometimes right. you can, sometimes you can't, mm-hmm. and uh, so mm-hmm. th- even discerning that sometimes mm-hmm. can be can be difficult. Well, now so as you've been on the journey of foster parenting, you've embarked upon the side of adoption at this point. Then, That's right? right? Tell us tell us about that. Um, the boys that we have now, we um, have had them. They are 18 months old. We brought them home from the hospital. And um, we have worked very closely with the, their mom, and she was doing very good. But she has realized that she could not take care of them herself. And she actually um, gave up her rights for us to adopt them. Um, they have never seen their dad. His um, rights had to be taken away um, through the court, but um, we still visit with their mom monthly, mm-hmm. and um, we are trying to minister to her as well. Um, she has some issues, and so um, she just realized that she f- just could not take care of two children herself mm-hmm. and be able to uh, give them a, the life that they needed and to take care of them. And so um, we... We um, um, I'm trying to think where. To well, go. so so um, after the after the courts terminated their dad's rights, mm-hmm. and mom uh, signed away her rights, which which was voluntarily, by the way. So one night we just get a call, uh, almost out of the blue, mm-hmm. and we get a call from the boy's mother and says, uh, she says, "Would y'all be interested in adopting my boys?" Mm-hmm. And man, when when. There's no doubt in our mind that the mother of the boys loves her boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you could see them together, um, it's it's remarkable mm-hmm. how much how much uh, she loves them. Mm-hmm. But she also knew that she was not capable of tending to them, caring for them, and loving them, and giving them a life that they that she wanted them to have. Mm-hmm. And so she called us, and man, what an overwhelming. Uh, sense of gratitude we have towards her to to realize that she she loves the boys enough to know that she can't give them what they what they need, mm-hmm. but then for her to be able to almost pick and choose who she wants the boys to go to mm-hmm. was just humbling for us. I mean, it was so humbling, and so um, but she she asked us 
um, if we would uh, be interested in adoption, we said yes. I prayed about it. We actually, <clears throat> we actually had prayed about it that before she called, mm-hmm. uh, if given the opportunity. And then, um, and then she called. And so right now, anyway, right. Long story short, um, right now the boys are um, what they call legally free, mm-hmm. and so they're not. Um, we we have not adopted them yet, but mm-hmm. the the goal or the what they're telling us is that by Christmas, sometime around Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, the adoption should be finalized. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's where we are. Mm-hmm. And of course, every situation is different. Uh, there are no; it's not a cookie cutter situation because not at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, uh, one thing I would mention too. Um, uh, Pastor Dustin and Tasha too is uh, one one more of the many challenges is for example just like a couple like you all have been able to be on one accord and you've approached it as husband and wife and and God has blessed that uh, I've I I know of um, another situation where it seems like a, a foster parent a set of foster parents have started out together but then kind of went in different directions as it relates to the possibility of adopting children. And, of course, that's one more of the challenges because one of the realities is, again, when a child gets in your heart and you just want, think, I'd like to, if the opportunity presents itself, I'd like to keep, you know, I'd like to adopt this child. But if the husband or wife are in two different places, that's a huge challenge all by itself. Sure. I think for us, our... Our desire started from the Lord 21 years ago after we got married. Mm-hmm. We we both had a desire for for multiple children. Mm-hmm. We just didn't know that the Lord was going to take us down this avenue to give us multiple children. Right. And right. so I, I think from the get go, we you know our story is is from the from the very beginning we were in one accord. We mm-hmm. were we were unified in this. If the Lord had just blessed us with Caden, we would have been satisfied with that because right. um, the Lord blesses I mean all, all good and perfect gifts are come from him mm-hmm. and um, but we we knew that this desire early you know early in our marriage we knew this desire was to have more children right and uh, and so when the opportunity arose for us to um, to you know for that to come to fruition it was a no-brainer for us mm. and um, and we're grateful to the Lord. And sometimes we just stand over them and watch them sleep at night and um, just thank the Lord because we only thought maybe we would get one more child. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's blessed us and given us two with that. That's good. Yeah. That's, good. That's good. Well, you know, um, by no means are we done in terms of covering ground, but our time is about gone. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all so much for coming and sharing today. And uh, I want to encourage all of our listeners to pray for uh, uh, Pastor Dustin and Ta- Tasha and also pray for foster parents all over the place and pray that God would raise up more Christian foster parents as well because, as Pastor Dustin mentioned, the need is huge. There's so many uh, children that are in the foster care system. And, of course, the whole I, the whole other side of it is that many a child is longing to have a forever family. They're Absolutely. wanting to be adopted to have a family that where they, well, where they will be loved and cherished and just be able to feel like, well, this is home. And so please pray much for 
uh, this family, but also all foster and adoptive families, and also for God to raise up many, many more that will hear his voice and answer that call. Lord, thank you, Father, for every believer that's listening. And thank you for the church as a whole. Flood us with your spirit of mercy, grace, and compassion. More and more, Father, move upon every one of us in the way you'd have us to. Help us to listen, to hear your heart about whether or not you'd have us individually to go down that road of getting involved with the ministry of foster parenting and or the ministry of adoption and help us, Lord, just to be wide open to whatever you desire and help us to have hearts and ears and lives that are wanting to do whatever you're calling us to do. Thank you for the opportunity to be your hands and feet in a world that desperately needs to hear the gospel and needs to be touched by the love and the compassion and the mercy of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you, Pastor Dustin and Tasha, for being with us today. Thank you. And as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never made the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, today is a wonderful day, a great day to be saved. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply, from your heart, would you pray this prayer with me right now and ask him to come into your heart to make you brand new again? Would you pray this prayer from your heart if you want to make that step? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. You said in your word, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Help me to read my Bible every day. Help me to pray every day. Help me to follow you every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to be in touch with you. We'd like to share with you some literature and resource materials that'll help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please email me. I email joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We please, please get in touch with us. We definitely hope to hear from you once again. Joseph at afr.net. Well, again, Pastor Dustin and Tasha, thank you all so much for being with us and sharing your story. All right. Thank you. you. And thank you for being a part of our listening family. Please pray for Pastor Dustin and Tasha and again for all adoptive and foster parents. And also pray, as we mentioned, for God to raise up many more that will answer that call. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.